Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The water reservoir at the Southern Avenue facility. So we're still waiting for an all clear. I hope we get it soon. And if we do get it, I'll be the first to tell you. That's my hope. That's my hope. Now, over the weekend, we did have some news on the Tiger basketball front. Looks like TFAL Leonard Jr., there's some questions about if he's going to make it to campus. Of course, the Middle Tennessee State transfer, um, wing, 6'7", about 185 pounds, defensive ace. Uh, over two steals per game last year, two blocks per game. He's really good on the defensive end. There were some things from an offensive perspective that you wanted to see unlocked from him, um, but you thought that maybe if he got on campus here at, at, at Memphis that he could potentially become that. Now, he also was, um, before he made it to Memphis, mocked in some round twos of some NBA mock drafts, so there is some thoughts about him at the next level and what he could be because of his ability to guard. But there is some questions now. There's uncertainty about him making it to campus, and that's that's definitely a frustrating feeling. And, and there's a couple of different thought processes behind – why? One um, is that maybe he's not all that enticed to come play a bench role for this team. He's a guy who generally was a star. He was a starter at Middle Tennessee State. Um, he's got that supposed round two NBA upside. You thought that maybe he would be a defensive ace with the starting unit, and now that they've they've you know gotten all these guys on campus, the David Joneses of the world, the Javon Quinterleys, Jordan Browns, like. You look at that starting five, DeAndre Williams may get another year. Caleb Mills is on campus. You look at that starting five and what it could potentially be, maybe the role acceptance and the role that he would play is a lot smaller than what he originally thought. So that's one of the the sort of rumors that's being put out there right now. The other one is that there's eligibility concerns. And I, I, I don't know how to read into that. Um, I, I, I don't know what would transfer over from Middle Tennessee State or what wouldn't be transferred over from Middle Tennessee State, but that's the other question. And if TFAL Leonard's not on campus, uh, you get a little thinner, but I, I don't know if you're going to, in the end of the day, be all that worried about the roster construction as a whole if he doesn't make to campus. Um, there's still time, I guess, to figure some things out. Um, but if TFAL Leonard Jr. doesn't make it, it's it's a blow, but not not the not the most most massive blow in the world to to what this team will be next year. You absolutely would want him to be on this team of because of his defensive presence. A lot of people have have said that he could potentially be the best defender in the conference. You know what I mean? If if he can walk on the court for the Tigers, so it would be a blow 
in that sense. But a month ago, if this news had come out, it would have been, yeah. oh, no. But now you certainly feel much more comfortable with this team and what Penny Hardaway has been able to put together. It has been, you know, it's been highly impressive to see him be able to put this team together in such a short amount of time. They are absolutely hustling. So I want to absolutely see him play for the Memphis Tigers, but – Damn man, why can't it just be easy? Why it's can't the, it just it why can't be it just Memphis. be easy? It wouldn't be the University of Memphis basketball program if it was. Like what right? the hell? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, got to be this way. Right when you think that everything's at peace, there's another eligibility thing that always pops up. I, I think, but no, I mean to your point, I think he'd be pretty sorely missed as as a reserve guy. Um, but ultimately, if you're a reserve guy, uh, you know the the re- ability to replace that production um, if you're not a starter is is substantially easier than if you were in the starting lineup and had to be inserted and play a massive role offensively, defensively. And I don't think TFL Leonard, if we're projecting into next year, is necessarily a guy who would be at the forefront, would be a face, if you will. I think he'd be a reserve guy 15, 20 minutes a game. I still think he'd get a fair amount of runs, See, that's but that... probably less run considering what he thought he was going to be when he was recruited. That's a bit where I'm at too, though. Like, let's say that he does come to Memphis and he is a bench guy. Does that? I don't know if that hurts his draft stock. That's what I don't understand. If if this team is going to be as good as some people project them to be, yeah. they are going to be in the spotlight for a lot of games. They're going to be a team that is talked about. And if you are the best defender on that team, as people have said that you could be, why not still be there and try to be effective? You're getting 15 to 20 minutes a game in college basketball. You can make an impact there. You can make a name for yourself. Here's another the, the other thought process here would be okay. TFL Leonard, they, they know what he can do defensively, right? Right. Like, that, if you're if you're an NBA scout, you know what he can do. He's shown it. He's shown it. He's one of very few guys who is. I mean, got steals at the rate he did and blocks at the rate he did. But he probably wants to unlock a little bit of that offensive game and show scouts what he can do there. And considering what this roster could be and is right this second, he'd have less opportunities. In regards to, you know, showing that he can shoot a three ball, showing that he can get off the dribble, showing that he can get to the rim in that in that way. So I feel like that's probably part of it as well, is he wanted more he wants more of the onus offensively that he may not get with the current construction of this roster. Sure. It just it feels like that the Tigers have a pretty good track record of getting guys drafted who want to be drafted and getting them set up for the NBA. So I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of in between on it, to be honest. If I just, it feels like it's pretty late in the process. And also, like when we're talking about TFL Energy, we're not going to act like he's some lottery pick. Like that's no. not right. I mean, he could raise his stock if he shows offensively that he can he can add to his bag and still keep that same defensive prowess. He could add and become a a higher draft prospect. But we're talking about a late second round guy in NBA mock drafts. I mean, I I, I don't know if I don't know if draft stock and getting up all those shots should be at the forefront of the conversation um, because he's shown a lot to these scouts already defensively. We'll see, though. We'll see how this all works out. But one of the names that came up as a replacement, this is from Leon Taylor. I'm just sort of putting it out there. It was Deshondre Washington from New Mexico State. Um, And he's obviously linked because of the confusion and uncertainty at the wing position with TFL Leonard Jr. And people pointed this out. Almost immediately, um, and there's no like no one from University of Memphis from the staff has said that they have reached out to the guy, but this was a report from Leon Taylor from Go Tigers 247. But Deshondre Washington was at New Mexico State, and if you'll remember, he was part of the reason that that program had to be shut down last year. Shut down during conference play. They had the Mike Peak shooting. When they were at a, a, a game in New Mexico, 
he left the hotel. Mike Peake got involved in a shooting. I think ultimately he was he was let free and he, he didn't get charged with anything. But then after that, they found there was hazing within the program, and Deshondre Washington was part of this. There was a player, I believe, uh, I mean, Deuce, Deuce Benjamin, who cited instances that occurred in the locker room with Deshondre Washington. Uh, Benjamin was told to pull your A out, pull his butt out, according to the lawsuit, in front of a group of women on a trip. Um, Washington, Deshondre Washington, allegedly told Benjamin it was part of the freshman initiation procedure. And if the freshman didn't do it, then... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Washington would, quote, grab his nuts. The lawsuit also details that Washington exposed Deuce, uh, Deuce Benjamin's backside and forcibly grabbed him, inflicting great pain and humil- humiliation. All this occurred in front of women, which only added to uh, Benjamin's degradation. Uh... Not the type of guy you want to go recruit at this point in the game. I'm going to be completely honest with you. And not only because I, I don't think you need to bring that into your program, but also you're dealing with Mikey Williams as well. Like, I, I think there's a limit, right? Like, I, I understand what Mikey Williams has done, you know, shooting. Uh, we have six counts of, uh, of felony assault with a deadly weapon, potentially, that could be put against him. And, and this staff has stood by him, so the argument would be, well, why wouldn't you stand by uh, Washington as well, and try to bring him in because I don't know how much you want to deal with all this negative publicity. That's two separate guys that you'd be trying to bring in that have been involved in some very serious allegations that you don't want to have any really any part of. And and with Mikey Williams, I, for me, I've always thought it was really hard to bring him on campus. I, th- I think it's going to be really it's going to be a challenge, and I don't think it ultimately happens that he ends up at the University of Memphis. I don't know if he plays college ball. I think he's got other things on his plate that he has to worry about. I understand that the staff can decide and vet, and you know, ultimately make the decision on who they want to bring in. But how much of this do you want to deal with? The law has come down. Obviously, this is a civil case with the Chandra Washington in, in New Mexico State and their hazing allegations. But how much do you want to deal with off the floor in trying to get players into your program that can help you? At what cost do you bring in guys that will help you on the floor? That's the only thing I'd ask. I'm not going to make the decision for them. The, the staff can make that decision. And, again, this is just a report from Leon Taylor from Go Tigers 247. They can make that decision on their own, the staff. But I, I think there should be some very serious critical thinking about trying to get involved with anybody that has these type of hazing allegations levied against them. It's not a type of guy that leads to a healthy locker room situation. So you got to be careful. You got to be careful. And I don't think there's this massive need, even if TFA Leonard Jr. leaves, I don't think there should be a massive need just a, to go get anybody at any expense to bring in to play, play the wing with the reserve group. I don't think you need to kill yourself and risk hurting a locker room over trying to find a second, a reserve guard, a reserve wing. 
It just it, it, the risk reward here needs to be weighed, and I hope they're weighing it behind closed doors if they are indeed linked with Deshaun J. Washington from New Mexico State. Yeah, Trevor Trout was on the show a few weeks ago, and he talked about how your talent has to outweigh your problems. I'm not sure that's the case here. Well, in Deshaun J. Washington, in New Mexico State, bad team by the way this past year. Average 12 it, points a game, not, six rebounds per game. He not, shot terribly, though. Not not, terribly. not good from the field, and he, he definitely put up a fair amount of shots. Like, again, you got to weigh risk-reward here. And I, I don't know if the reward is worth the risk of, of being heralded and talked about as someone who vets people and, and brings people in that have been part of legal troubles in the past. I, I don't think you need to put that on your name for a guy who would get 15 minutes a game. That's the truth of it. I, I just don't I, don't. I don't think the risk will outweigh reward here. But again, they can they can weigh those things behind closed doors, and make their decision. And I hope they ultimately make the the smart decision for the university at large and that basketball program at large. But we'll see. We'll keep an eye on it. Now we need to take a trip around the NFL as camps begin. We have some injuries to discuss. We have some uh, traffic violations to discuss, among other things. We'll take a trip next. Ninety-two-nine FM, ESPN. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Kuhn Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Welcome back into the Gabe Kuhn Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. It's time to take a trip around the NFL as training camps have begun for four teams in particular. We're not long until all 32 teams will be participating. Let's go ahead and get a start, though, Connor. The Las Vegas Raiders. Tom Pelissero is reporting that Josh Jacobs was spotted leaving Las Vegas, and we know that he did not get paid. He didn't sign his franchise tender, and he's thinking about sitting out the year after leading the league in rushing yards and all-purpose yards. He accounted for 34% of the offensive yards for the Raiders last year and 30% of their touchdown production. He won't report to training camp Tuesday, and he has told people close to him that he doesn't plan to return anytime soon. So what does that mean for the Raiders ultimately? Jimmy Garoppolo got the clearance. It looks like he's going to be able to participate in team activities. He's not going to be put on the physically unable to perform list. But will he even make that week one date against the Broncos? How's that going to look? That backfield could be Amir Abdullah and Brian Hoyer. Or Amir Abdullah, whoever else is on that. I mean, what are we looking at here? Instead of Amir Abdullah, it could be Brian Hoyer and Zamir White. The Raiders are in a bad, bad spot, and the fact that they have completely botched us with Josh Jacobs is strange in a lot of different ways. I know they won six games last year, and you could say, okay, well, maybe he didn't affect winning as much as you thought he would. But everything else around him was crap. The defense stunk. The offensive line wasn't any good, even though he ran for 1,600 yards. They couldn't keep Derek Carr upright. He didn't play as many games as he should have. Jarrett Stidham was starting games. So in the end of the day, Raiders did not do right by Josh Jacobs, and he is out of town, out of commission. And I would not be surprised. I don't think Saquon gets this far. I really don't. I don't think he'll skip a whole season. But I wouldn't be surprised. Josh Jacobs, a year after leading the league in all-purpose yards, you're after leading the league in rushing yards. I wouldn't be surprised if he sits out the entire season. You heard it here. The Minnesota Vikings. So Jordan Addison, it was being reported on Friday, I believe, that he he was going 140 in a 55 zone in his Lamborghini. That's not good, right? He was first-round pick by the Vikings. They need another guy to throw to. They have Justin Jefferson, but they let go Adam Thielen. So they need to find a way to get Jordan Addison on the right track. And seeing it on Friday, 140 in a 55 
We have the rugs incident. We have all these incidents where guys are just getting super speeders for no damn reason. So that was your first thought. Being reported today on TMZ, Connor, I don't know if you saw this. This, this is – I can't relate to 140 and a 55, but I can relate to why he was going to 140 and 55. Exactly. Apparently his dog had a medical issue. Apparently he was trying to rush his dog to a, to a, a 24-hour pet hospital so he could get it checked out. Because they, I guess I don't know the full details of it, but that was the excuse that was given to the cops. I don't think there's any excuse to go 140 and a 55, but damn – if my Nola, if my Motley, if my two dogs had issues, I'd be hustling my ass off to get them to a pet hospital. Listen, that would stress me the hell out. I have had a few emergency situations with Memphis, my dog. I have certainly broken traffic laws, getting him to the vet as fast as humanly possible. Not going 140 miles yes, an hour. Yes, no, though. you don't have to go 140 to 50. You don't need to go 140 because that puts other people in danger. It also puts the dog in danger that yes. you're trying to protect. Not a good idea. I, I mean, I, do I we buy like, the excuse ultimately? I do. If the dog was I, in there. I, I, I right? buy the excuse from a human standpoint, but at the same 140. time, 140s, you, you can't excuse that. It can't no, be 140. Cannot. Just go up like 80. <laughs> yes, yes. Get like, the dog there. Well, and if you're going 80, you're still going to get pulled over for a super speeder because it's 20 miles per hour over. But it's at least a little bit a little more. more. It's acceptable. like, ah, 80, okay. You can like control your car a little bit. I, I just feel like at 140, you can't control the car. At all, really. But this is a bad start to a rookie year, going 140 to 55. But, I mean, ultimately, I like his skill set. I love. I think he can provide a lot as a secondary receiver with Justin Jefferson taking most of the double teams, thinking he can do those things. Uh, the early reports from OTAs were that he was having trouble with his route running, and, and he had the, a case of the drops. But I still think Jordan Addison could be pretty solid in his rookie year, despite going 140 to 55. The Buffalo Bills. This is uh, – this is a strange, strange story to me. Naeem Hines, who yeah, tough. is a good pass catcher that got acquired by the Bills at the trade deadline. They needed running back health because help because it was Devin Singletary and they didn't really have anybody else. And Josh Allen does a lot of the running. So they brought in Naeem Hines. He apparently was stationary on a jet ski and was struck by another rider. And it's, he sustained serious but non-life-threatening injuries because of being struck. He will now require knee surgery and will miss the entire 2023 season. This is a guy that the Bills acquired, paid $4 million in the offseason to, and they're going to be without him. And, and what have we talked about with the Bills the past two years since Josh Allen has been at the peak of his game? They need more help in the backfield. And this is a danger. I mean, I, they have other guys that could potentially – Damian Harris they signed in the offseason. It could be a body blows guy. They still have Devin Singletary. They have James Cook, right? So Or they don't have J- Devin Singletary anymore, but they have James Cook as the listed starter right now. Naeem Hines was going to get a lion's share of the targets from a backfield perspective, but they're not going to have that at this point. And that's a stressful thought. That's a stressful thought. They need all hands on deck in that backfield because Josh Allen, you take years off of his – off of his uh, the tread off the tires years off his career every time he has to run the ball 10 plus times in a game you need to have everybody you can and if you're paying four million dollars to a running back with how we've seen running backs be devalued that means you have some value in him and you thought he was going to be a big part a helpful part of the offense and he's stationary on a jet ski and somebody just ran into him Come it's on, really unfortunate. that's terrible do you know how bad of a jet that's ski driver fun. you have to be to hit somebody on another jet and it, like, Is it purposeful almost? Like It's like, I, I don't even know how was that Was it James works. Cook? 
Well, to James get, goes to trying Slaughter. To more, <laughs> trying to get, yeah, but to make sure, like, hey, yeah, yeah, you're not coming from my Damian job. Harris, maybe? maybe. Damian Harris. I don't know. They're both pat, pass catching running backs. I, I just find it strange. I find it strange that this is how this all worked out. And and Naeem, just, well, well honestly, they're not pass happen. catching. I mean, the Naeem Hamers, Hines. Naeem Hines is their best pass catching running back by that's what a I meant. long, that's long what time. I meant, yeah. I, I, by a long, long shot. Like James Cook can do a little bit of that. Damian Harris does none of that. I mean, they need this guy in their offense to make it flow the right way. Well, it, it felt like because, you know, the last few seasons, the Buffalo Bills basically haven't used their running backs at all in the passing game. And it felt like that him being in, they may have been able to have just a different element to their offense. And now it's just gone. Yep. Yep. Well, it must be stressful for Bills fans in that front office, but definitely for the fans. And we have a Bills fan that's going to join us next. So let's do that. Let's go ahead and get to a break. Jeff Calkins is on the other side on the Gabe Kuncho, 92.9 FM ESPN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 